Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Plant-Based Superpower Mom podcast. Once again, it feels really good to be back here with you guys doing this podcast again. I am Emily Wood, your host, and this episode is brought to you by my free Plant-Based Superpower Mom Facebook group. So to check that out, you just hop on over to Facebook, type Plant-Based Superpower Mom in the search box. The group will pop up request to join, and you will be connected with other moms who are curious about the plant-based lifestyle, living the plant-based lifestyle, just have questions or need support. There is zero judgment in that group, so hop on over, check it out, get the support that you're looking for, and we would love to have you in the community. This week, I have a really cool episode for you guys. I did an interview with Laura Poole, who is raising three vegan children, and she's been a vegan for about eight years herself. And another really cool thing about Laura is that she's the founder of Rainbow Grove Dreams, which is this really beautiful online store that advocates for the vegan mission. So on the website, she has all sorts of really cool things, all promoting the plant-based vegan lifestyle. She has this adorable kids line of vegan clothing, and a portion of all of her profits go to animal and environmental causes, which is really super cool. And she also was gracious enough to give us a coupon code for 15% off. So if you hop on over to rainbowgrovedreams.com, you can save 15% by typing in the coupon code supermoms15. And we mentioned that at the end of the podcast, but so you don't have to remember it. That coupon code is written in the episode description. So if you're anything like me, and you get distracted, and you forget things easily, don't worry, it's in writing so that you can check out rainbowgrovedreams.com and get some really cool stuff and continue to advocate advocate for a more compassionate lifestyle. That's it for the intro, and let's get to this week's episode. Hi, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks very much for having me. And I am excited to have you here because you have a long time history of being meat-free, um, 20 years you said, mm -hmm. and vegan for the past eight and a half, which is awesome. But what most intrigues me about that is that I know that you have three, three children, right? Three young children? Yes. So did you raise them vegan or tell us your experience with that? Okay, so um, uh, should I go back to like when I first became um, vegetarian? Yeah, you can talk about, yeah, if you want to talk about the reason why you went vegetarian and then, yeah, and then get into uh, the ve what, what caused you to make the shift to veganism and then, and then really from there, how it's been with, with the family through pregnancy and, and with the kids. Okay, okay, so um, I've always loved animals and I remember when I was about... Um, probably around five years old, my, like my first memory really is um, me asking, where does my hamburger come from? And I remember my brother saying like, it comes from a cow. And I didn't believe him. Like I thought, cause he was like my older brother. I thought he was just like, you know, just saying that to like get me all riled up. And I was like, no, 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 that's not true. But I went to my parents and they um, confirmed that this was true. And I was devastated. Like I couldn't believe that food I was eating was from an animal. So that was like, probably like my first memory. And um, I still ate meat sometimes, 
um, growing up until I was about 15. And I remember, uh, I remember biting into, my mom still made my lunches for school. <laughs> I remember biting into like a sandwich and there was like a, a grizzly, what's it called? A grizzle? Oh yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. And I, just, I just remember biting into that and thinking like just spitting it out and saying, okay, that's it. I'm never eating meat again ever. Cause like it grossed me out anyway. Um, and then at that point, like that's when I just said never again. So yeah, that was, um, quite a while ago now. And um, so I, I stayed a vegetarian all through um, the rest of my teens. And in my 20s, like I, I learned more and more. And I kind of knew that veganism was sort of the next step, but I was still um, keeping myself in the dark, I guess, about um, some of the practices in the dairy industry, because I didn't like I was scared, I guess, to make that transition mm-hmm. um, because I grew up sort of making a lot of my own food when I was younger and stuff. Um, I did use like a lot of dairy, like a lot of cheese. Um, so like transitioning away from that was kind of scary because I, you know, I, I relied on that. And um, it wasn't until I was 27 and I was engaged and I was going to get married. And I thought, you know what, I'll try veganism just to see how it affects my health. Um, so it was kind of like, that was sort of my, my way to like try it out. It was like, you know, I'll try to lose a little weight before my wedding or whatever. And um, that's when I started also doing like a lot of reading about the dairy industry and educating myself on all the stuff that I knew um, didn't seem right, but that I'd kept myself in the dark about. And anyway, so within two months of turning vegan I just felt so good um like I was like dropping like I think I dropped like 20 pounds in a couple months without even like trying not changing my exercise like just changing to um a vegan diet so that uh was really eye-opening to me and it was um during those first few months that I read the book uh why we love dogs eat pigs and wear cows Mm -hmm. by Melanie Joy. And that book was like super eye-opening to me, just about like the psychology of eating meat. And she went into to dairy and, and all of that. So it was, it started as a test, I guess, the going vegan. And after, um, after four months, I was like, no, this is, I'm never going back. Yeah. And about the dairy is that I love what you're saying about that, because I feel like so many people think that eating dairy is so harmless. Mm-hmm. But the dairy industry is is exceedingly cruel. If you know what really goes on within the dairy industry, generally speaking, um, it, it's it's not a harmless act of consuming dairy. Is there's a lot of mistreatment of these poor these poor cows and and them having their babies taken away and and it's just it's very saddening. So. Um, you know, anybody who's listening, if, if you're not familiar with the dairy industry, I, I'd really encourage you to take a look. And, and it's almost like what you're saying. We we kind of know what's going on, but we don't want to know what's going on at the same time, yeah. that we really keep ourselves in the dark, like you were saying about it. Uh, but but really, keeping yourself informed and educated on these practices is really important for really just sparing these animals of all this suffering and pain. It's just it's, it's really a sad thing to see. Yeah. And I actually, um, like, like, I know I can't be alone where like, I genuinely didn't know 
that a cow didn't continuously make milk. Like, I mean, I think I'm a fairly smart person, but I did not know that until like probably my twenties. Like I just thought cows always made milk, like dairy cows made milk. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Learning, learning about the processes of that. And, and then especially um, since becoming a mother, um, you know, like just the thought that they have to carry their baby for nine months and then they're just taken away from them. And um, just so that we can take the milk. And it's just like, it's just crazy to think that, you know, that the only way a cow is going to lactate is that way. So they're continuously impregnated and having their baby stolen. And it's just, it's really, really sad. And mm-hmm. um, if you ever watch a video of like the mother cow getting her baby um, taken away, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. And yeah. I definitely don't want to contribute to that um, yeah. at all. Yeah, I I agree. Sorry. Um, to answer your question, um, yes, my kids. So so then, yes, I got married, stuck with veganism for all three of my pregnancies, and um, they've all been vegan since birth. Wow. So did you get the typical, you know, that's not healthy for them, or <laughs> where are they going to get their protein? Did you get all those remarks, or no? Is it a pretty uh-huh. easy road for you guys? I did get a, a few comments. Like, I think that um, my family and my husband's family know that, um, you know, we're, we're the type of people to like research things and, and know our stuff before we just dive into something, especially something as serious as be carrying a baby and growing a baby. Um, so no, they didn't, they, they were pretty good about it. Um, and I mean, I did know the health, uh, the health aspects before getting pregnant. And then of course, when I knew that I wanted to, to become a mother, I, I researched that even more and made sure that I was getting all the nutrients I need and um, supplementing a few extra uh, vitamins and, and that sort of thing. So, and I actually, in episode, I think it was episode three that I did. I spoke with Dr. Reed Mangles who works for the vegetarian resource group. And she is known for her books and for all her expertise on vegan pregnancies. And her book is called the Everything Vegan Pregnancy Book. And it really has everything you need to know in there. I always joke about that because it really does. And you can 100% have a healthy vegan pregnancy, no questions asked, um, as long as you are in tune to what your body needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had no complications and all my all my, like my firstborn was nine and a half pounds and you know, oh, wow. they're all, they all like nine pounds or my, my third child was just under nine pounds, but they're all big and healthy and they're always above the growth curve and still are um, for like height and weight. And um, yeah, they're, they're thriving and they're doing, they're doing great. So yeah, that's, that's so awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. So getting into a little bit about Um, the, so you were, a I don't know if you still are, or you were a medical laboratory scientist. Is that still something you do right now? So I still, after my um, last, uh, my last child, I did go back casual. So I'm still a casual lab technologist Mm -hmm. at the hospital. Um, but I only work like a few shifts a month. Okay. We're focusing on other things, but yeah, I, I went into healthcare thinking that, you know, I, I want to help people and I want to, like health was, I love biology and I love, um, I love everything to do with um, health. So, you know, naturally I thought that if I went into healthcare, I would be helping people uh, get better who are sick. And um, 
it was, it's, it is a very interesting job. Um, but I was starting to notice more and more that, um, the patients, cause I have patient contact as well. Um, like I'm in the laboratory most of the time, but, um, I would have quite a bit of patient contact seeing like emerged patients or patients who are admitted on the floor. And you see this huge list of, um, medicine that they're on you know like they're on this for for heart disease or high blood pressure or cholesterol or diabetes like they're just on all this medicine and the more i learned about um how veganism can help with health and all these um ailments it just really frustrated me that um doctors seem to just be giving all these pills to like kind of like a band-aid solution instead of um educating them on how to prevent these diseases so I just became um, sort of disillusioned, I guess, in my, in, in that profession. And um, I mean, there's definitely, you know, like we diagnose uh, um, like heart attacks and like there's things that, you know, it's definitely rewarding that way. Um, but for like the, the long-term diseases and stuff, I just, I find it really frustrating that there's not more of a focus in healthcare on um, preventative medicine and, um, dealing with these things from from diet and what we're putting in our bodies so i because i'm very passionate about um about everything veganism um i wanted to pursue something uh for you know for a job something i could do and focus my um my energy on that is something i'm passionate about so that's that's kind of what led me to starting my business Okay. Awesome. I wanted to go back just a little bit about something that you said is that when you mentioned diagnosing heart, or, um, excuse me, heart attacks and different things that happen to people, modern medicine, I mean, there's no doubt it's, it, it can be life-saving in any circumstance, Yes. but, but the focus is so after the fact, you know, this has already happened. What can we do to, help to mask the symptoms and potentially stop it from happening again. But we're really just, as you said, with the medication, we're, we're really just, I feel prolonging the inevitable. We're not really preventing another heart attack from happening. We're just trying to cover up the current symptoms and, and maybe expand the time between another heart attack. Unless somebody is, is committed to making those lifestyle changes, in my mind, it's not like they're good to go. They've had their heart attack. They're on their meds and, and everything's going to be fine from there. And, and the shift, as you mentioned, really should be more towards this preventative medicine. How can we prevent these things from happening in the first place so people don't have to suffer like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's been proven time and time again. There's so many clinical studies now that prove that type two diabetes is almost always reversible and that heart disease and high blood pressure and high cholesterol, like this is all, these are, these are diet related diseases. And just the fact that it's not more known, it's, it's really frustrating to me. And I feel like, um, like not to bash the profession because it is, you know, it is a very important profession, but like working in hematology and biochemistry and, you know, I would see the blood samples and I would see like, um, the, it's called lipemia, you know, when the, when you spin the blood down in the centrifuge and you look at the, the plasma portion of the blood, if there's, if they've just eaten a very fatty meal or high, a meal with high cholesterol, you can see the fat in the blood. Like it's mm. disgusting. And seeing it that way too, it just makes me think like, 
you know, what, what I'm putting in my body, like how this is actually going through your body. And it's, it's, you know, it's more than just a meal. It's, it's supplying your whole body with nutrients or harmful substances, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. I'm, I'm glad you just said that about the blood because that really paints such a clear picture. Yeah. You can Google like a, a lipemic blood sample versus normal and it's, it's really gross. Yeah. It sounds like it. Mm -hmm. So moving into, you mentioned that you wanted to do something to really spread the mission of more compassionate living. So you started your own business, yes. uh, which I know you sent me like a little bit about what, uh, what you're going to offer through all this, the products and all of that. And I'm, I'm super excited about it. <laughs> so mm -hmm. go ahead. Tell us, tell us about it. Okay. So, so I like, I'm vegan originally for the animals like that's always been my thing and um, when I started learning more about um, the environmental uh, aspects of veganism um, my husband knows a lot about um, the environmental stuff so he's he's taught me a lot um, that way um, but and then so there's the animals the environment and then the health aspect so I'm just I'm just very passionate about the overall vegan message because it's more than just one thing right like it's mm -hmm say you don't care at all about the animals like what about your health what about the environment or you know say you don't care about your health well what about like there's it's not just one thing there's there's so many benefits and mm. um so i'm just i'm really super passionate about spreading the vegan message and um because i'm into everything like mindful living and stuff too so um so i created this business called rainbow grove dreams and um it's all about living um, mindfully and compassionately and just uh, I kind of want um, the overall message to be sort of like small acts of activism like you don't have to be on the front line um, with a sign chanting to be um, an activist or to be like an advocate for the animals like there's there's other ways to spread the message so um, I created this business and um, there's a few different components of it, but uh, one is I I source these products. Um, a big a big seller, I guess, is uh, the wall art. That um, there's like cow, really cute cow pictures and pig pictures, and then there's a bunch of nature ones. And um, you know, just because if you have something like that in your in your home, for one, it's like a reminder to you that you are living according to your values and just to to be proud of yourself and it's kind of like a reminder that way but it's also a conversation starter so um you know if you have a, a non-vegan guest come to your home like maybe they'll i don't know think twice about about how you know an animal is a living being that has a desire to live its life mm -hmm. um and uh and yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going with the, the wall art. And then there's a whole section of the wall art, like uh, oceans and forests and that sort of thing. And then I sell um, vegan handbags and wallets, and um, and uh, those are big sellers. And then gemstone jewelry, which isn't, I guess, totally vegan related, but I'm into that sort of thing as well. Mm -hmm. So that's on there. And then I recently, um, well, I guess last summer we launched a vegan apparel, uh, a vegan apparel line. So it started with um, like an adult uh, adult size, like women's and unisex. And all the shirts have um, a vegan message on them. 
whether it's kind of uh, obvious or subtle, it's all supposed to be sort of thought provoking and just kind of like when you go out and about just letting people know that you're you're standing up for what you believe in whether it's um whether it's for the environment or the animals or or whatever just you know making that stance and and spreading the message mm-hmm. um and i think it's important to i mean it's great if you're if you're if you're vegetarian or vegan that's awesome but to me i think you i think everyone should be doing more than just that like like, don't get me wrong, like, it's, it's amazing to, to just be vegan or vegetarian, but, I mean, we're at such a state now, like, even just speaking from the environmental aspect, um, like, what is, is happening to the environment, like, we need to be acting now, like, I'm, I'm very passionate about, about that message getting out there, about, um, like, just how the UN is, uh, is saying, like, factory farming is the main cause of, of the crisis we're in, like with the deforestation, the greenhouse gas emissions, water pollution, water shortage, like everything, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get people to want to um, spread the message. So that's kind of where I'm going with that. And then um, we're starting um, a vegan uh, kids line, um, a pair of collections. So that's coming out actually in a week or two. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be a huge hit. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of, it's kind of like I love, um, like I, I say I'm half left brain, half right brain, because I love everything science and like biochemistry and all that. But uh-huh. I love the creative aspect of designing and um, and being creative. So so it's really fun, but um, it's finding a balance, especially with the kids at Paraline, um, finding that balance of having the message on there but not uh not being like political i guess because not every parent wants you know their kid to wear something that's um going to cause um what's the word i'm looking for yeah like too like i know what you mean just a little too like a little too harsh i guess for for yeah, like you want to you want to come at it like from a cute, playful sort of way, right? Like a little bit of a softer kind of message when we're talking about children's apparel. Yeah, but at the same yeah. time, you want the message on there, especially like right. I mean, maybe not like uh, so like when I'm designing it, I have sort of a different idea in mind for like a one-year-old versus like a five-year-old. Like my five-year-old son, he now knows. Um, I mean, we don't get into like the gory details or anything like that, but he knows why he's vegan and. Um, and he's he's passionate about about not eating animals, and he he like will help me design the shirts too. He'll be like, why don't we why don't we put this here? Like have a cow saying, "Moo, don't eat me!" Like it's really cute. Oh my so. gosh, how cute! Well, he would know what kids like, so that's <laughs> <laughs> a suggestions. And mm-hmm. I feel stuff like that too because you want to. I feel like this is a question that comes up a lot: is that you want to express these values to your children, like you said, not in a way that's like scary or, or upsetting to them, um, but in a way that, that will make them understand. And, and of course, as they, you know, children at a very young age, they, they get it. They know what's going on. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, I don't want my two-year-old, well, I don't have a two-year-old, but you know, when he was two, my youngest, I wouldn't want him going around, you know, telling people about, all the cruelty that goes on, the, the very, 
you know, about uh, slaughterhouses or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a message that should be coming out of a two-year-old's mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying that in the wrong way, but having more of this kind of a message that you're portraying on this children's apparel is a good way for them to learn too, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. You have to, you have to be age appropriate about it. Like I like, um, um, Ruby Roth's little vegan books. I don't know if you know her books. She has like vegan is love and the ABCs of, of being kind. I think it is uh-huh. ones or, um, like, uh, bite-sized vegan. She has like a little kid series. So, um, my five-year-old has watched some of her videos and he's really interested in learning more about, about it. But the other two are, are still a bit too young. So they know they're vegan and they know that when we go to a family function or whatever, that they'll ask, they'll say like, is, is that vegan? Can I, can I have that? And they're, they're very, they're fine with it because it's what they've known. So right. Um, my family's also really awesome for, for like making like a vegan version of like the cookies or the cake or whatever. So like, that's, that's super awesome. So, Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But I just think, um, you know, um, like with tradition and, and whatnot, like, I don't think we should use culture to determine what is morally acceptable. And I think that, um, it's our job as parents to teach our children to live according to their values. Like, you know, we're teaching them to value nonviolence. We're teaching them to value, um, like freedom and equality. And it's like, if you're not, if you're teaching them those values, um, whether like, you know, on a subconscious level or like just right out and saying certain things when you're teaching them, um, you have to, you have to, you have to act accordingly, right? You can't, you can't say one thing and then do another and then expect them to, to, to get it. Right. So that's kind of um, like a big part of my business too, is I have like my personal Instagram account um, and uh, the business account. And we, um, we always post stuff that's, that's thought provoking. And I always try to come at it from a positive light. Like I don't post graphic um, images or anything like that. Um, But I, you know, I want, I want people to think that's, that's my main thing. I want people to think whether they're, um, not vegan at all, or, or um, are thinking about being vegan, or maybe have been a vegan for a long time, but are just keeping them in touch with the reason why they made that change. Like, I want, um, I want people thinking. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that like, a lot of people live like with this um, cognitive dissonance where, um, you know, they they behave in one way and it contradicts their beliefs and they feel this discomfort. And um, so they hold like two different contradictory beliefs or values. And, you know, most people don't want to see any harm done to animals. Mm -hmm. Um, And most people want to do something good for the environment. And they know, well, most people, I mean, not everyone, but most people know that this transition could do so many good things, but there's just this there's just this, um, I don't know how to word it, but you know, they, they, they know, but they, there's something holding them back. So my, I want to try to get people thinking, get the wheels turning and, and, and spreading those seeds because, um, when I first became vegan, um, this, it was in 2010, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, there weren't a lot of vegans then. Like, I mean, that was, it wasn't even that long ago. Right. But, it was still a word that a lot of people didn't even know what vegan meant. Um, 
and I was, I was like dropping all sorts of knowledge on like Facebook and, and stuff like that. And it turned a lot of people away. And, um, it, uh, it, you know, I, I stopped sharing and I stopped being so, uh, vocal about it, um, because I thought no one was listening. Nobody cares, but that's not true because over the years I've had a few handfuls of people like message me, like people I haven't talked to in a long time and say like, Laura, you know, I'm really glad that you said this or posted this or, or recommended this book or documentary because um, I've made the connection now. And, you know, it took me a couple of years, but that seed that you planted basically is what led me to, to becoming vegetarian or vegan. So it's important. Like you, you might think that no one's listening, but it's all these little acts of, of activism, as I call it, um, really do make a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like people are, I mean, a lot of people are hesitant at first because it's really just breaking through that social stigma of, yeah. and I, I mean, also, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was also just going to um, state that um, another aspect of the business uh, is we donate 10% of our profits to different um, causes for the animals or the environment. So um, we're still fairly new. So we haven't donated um, like to a bunch of different uh, places yet, but we've done Mercy for Animals and a few farm sanctuaries, and and so that's awesome too. So that's a part that I really like because I I research like where would the money be um, most uh, where you know where does it need to go. So I really appreciate farm sanctuaries and any any um, organization standing up for the animals and spreading awareness. So um, I love that aspect of of the business too. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you for doing that. And we, in uh, the area that I live, there's actually a local farm sanctuary called Asha Sanctuary and or Acres of Hope um, is the long term, but it's, it's more commonly known as, as uh, Asha Sanctuary. And, and I've known the woman who runs it, Tracy, for, for a few years now. And, and it's, it's all, I mean, it's not for profit. She relies on, on volunteers and donations and, I mean, she's the kindest person I've ever met. I mean, I mean, and she works her butt off for those animals. She is, I mean, it, it's just what these people do at these sanctuaries is, I mean, they work, they work nonstop because they are so passionate about what they do and about caring for these animals who have been mistreated for so long. And she actually just, um, I think last summer, maybe she ended up um, saving a a blind baby cow and who otherwise probably probably just would have been killed mm -hmm. and the, I mean the sweetest the sweetest cow this thing is just and, and so loving you know it's just you, you think that these animals don't have emotions and, and can't have these feelings for each other or for people and it's so funny she posted this picture the other day and this little this, her name's Darsha cute, cutest little thing she's like you know, like almost snuggled up to Tracy with her little tongue sticking out, like she's going to give her a kiss. I mean, it's just, it's the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think it's, it's super important. And <clears throat> back to like what I spread on, on social media too, I, uh, because I do try to spread it in a positive way and I'm just trying to, you know, I, I post like quotes on there and we do, um, we do post from farm sanctuary. So we follow a bunch on there as well. But, um, I think that uh, um, it was something, I think it was Emily from Bite Size Vegan said um, that one of the main reasons people don't go vegan is like, like on a subconscious level or, or whatnot, it's um, the pain and guilt of accepting our part 
in what's going on, the, the horrific things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that what we have to do is, uh, is have a target for that outrage other than themselves because people don't want to feel guilty because they will basically shut down and not act. So I think that teaching people about what is going on in, you know, in factory farming and um, when people know, then they're more likely to act accordingly and make those connections. So, so I think any way that we can be spreading the message, like everyone should be doing it. Whether, yeah. whether your main focus is health or the animals or the environment, I don't really care. I just want the message out there and people to give a damn basically. <laughs> yeah. And I got into this mostly for the health aspect, but what I did find is you do realize, okay, I'm doing this for my health. And then you do start to realize, and I know we've mentioned it several times, but how that does impact now the environment and how that actually positively impacts the environment and positively impacts the the life of animals and 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 helps to not as much fuel the livestock industry that is really just disrupting our planet but mm-hmm. yeah so so it, and, and you said yeah if you go into it for your health i mean and even if that that remains your main focus you're still doing so much good in so many other areas oh yeah mm-hmm for sure. Yeah. And every little bit counts. I hear a lot, like, do I have to go a hundred percent? Like people that do it for their health, you know, or people that even maybe are making the transition for animal rights, but maybe just can't quite get to that a hundred percent. I mean, every little bit helps. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think that there's definitely, um, you know, a starting point. And if, if you're someone that, uh, empathizes with the animals, um, or the environmental, uh, aspect of it, then you will make more and more connections as you go further into the journey but but i mean if health if health is um where a lot of people start which is is where a lot of people start then that's great like you're definitely doing a lot for yourself and for for the animals and for the environment so yeah i applaud anyone doing you know like i i don't really like the like i mean i shouldn't say i don't like it but like the meat free monday like to me that's not enough like you got to do more than that but um you know like my obviously my main focus is being vegan but if if people slip up sometimes like you know like even like occasionally we'll we'll accidentally buy like some fancy crackers that have like modified milk ingredients in it and we don't just throw them in the garbage we might eat them mm-hmm. um but you know but we do we do do our best um like i don't think that veganism is an all or nothing mm-hmm. um approach like you don't you don't have to be all or nothing, but at the same time, um, if you are in it for an ethic, for the ethical reason, mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to remember that that we are not the victims; that the animals are the victims, and and to always make excuses based on convenience isn't really um, getting your point and your message out there. You know, if it, if it's like, you know, you you're traveling and you can't read the ingredients because it's in a different language. You know, you don't have to be like that hardcore, but yeah, I just think that we should be really um, making this, uh, this alignment with, with our ethics and living according to our values. And, and that's, that's my stand. 
Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Laura. This was fantastic. And I just want to um, finish off by having you tell us once again, what's what the name of um, your businesses that you offer all of these wonderful, um, just just really, I mean, yeah, they're products, but like you said, it's more of a message that you're offering. Uh, and then what the website is where people can go to and find out more. Sure, it's um, rainbowgrovedreams.com. Okay. Um, it's Rainbow Grove Dreams on Instagram. And also, I love to connect with people on my personal Instagram, which is Raising Vegan Kids. And, okay. Uh, I also would love to offer your listeners um, a code for our store, if I could. Sure. That would be fantastic. Okay. So we have a code set up here. Um, it's supermom15 for 15% off everything in our store. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I will post that in the episode description. So uh, if you're listening and you're like, I'm not going to remember that, you don't have to. It will be in text in the episode description. Thank you so much, Laura. That's, that's fantastic. And keep in mind too, when you do purchase something off of Laura's website, Rainbow rainbowgrovedreams.com that you will also be giving uh, part of her giving back program and you will um, your funds part of your funds will be donated to to a sanctuary or other kind of I know you said any really a business that advocates for this lifestyle correct yes yeah, yeah. which these organizations as we mentioned work extremely hard and uh, you know always keep that in mind if you have an opportunity to donate or contribute in some way that it's always greatly appreciated um, all right well Laura thank you so much again and I want to thank everyone so much for listening and continuing to be a supporter of the podcast and we'll talk to you again soon okay and I just want to say thanks so much to you Emily because I love what you're doing here it's awesome Great. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. I, I love that so much. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Okay, thank you.